and you know what I love about it too is um you know the the song never it never gets old it's um <clears throat> and it's rooted within the scriptures amen uh promise from the Lord that no weapon formed against us will be able to prosper amen um amen and so uh, again, I hope that that ministered to you and uh, blessed you. You know, I, I recall, um, <laughs> uh, what was it, uh, <clears throat> Sister Nikki uh, had said some time back that, uh, I, I don't know the exact words that you said, something about I'm um, the uh, the worship plug or something. <laughs> well, I have a lot of great songs that I love sharing and uh and so it's a, it's a joy and a delight that um others would <clears throat> find them um great as well and add it to their playlists right uh <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> but w- again with that said uh i want to ask that we get our bibles um preferably um one of these here uh, that way we can follow along. And I said this before, <clears throat> you're under no obligation to do so. But um, if you want to follow along more easily, uh, I read from the NIV. Um, not that there's anything special about the NIV. <clears throat> it's just that, you know, I, I, I've gone through different translations throughout the years. And... Um, for a period of time, I'll choose this one. For a period of time, I'll read through this one and then read through this one. And and um, I've just happened to land upon this translation because I, I, I think it flows pretty easily. Um, and that's 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 my choice for why I've chosen the this translation. Um, I've said this before, <coughs> but it's just for your information. Um, there have some some have said that this is corrupt as a translation um and i hope that no one here holds that opinion because it's it's just false um <clears throat> and this is coming from someone that has taught themselves um ancient biblical greek um obviously i'm not an expert i'm not i don't claim to be a um a phd in it but i've i've taught myself enough of its of the basics and coming to understand a translation philosophy and and how translation works and stuff like that uh to, to know that uh NIV it's not corrupt um <clears throat> and I'm not going to go into the details as to why there are the so-called missing verses uh but suffice it to say <clears throat> no 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 ancient Greek manuscript um agrees with each other and there are tens of thousands of them um, it can be as something as simple as, um, you know, uh, it, instead of a sigma, there's the omega, like a, a particular letter, like a, a letter is off on one specific work, a word out of the entire manuscript. Um, it can be um, one manuscript says Iesu Christu, the other manuscript says Iesu. Um, so the... the Iesus means Jesus and Christu means Christ. 
right? So it can be something as small as that. It's off by, well, this manuscript adds Jesus, uh, uh, adds Christ to Jesus, and this manuscript just says Jesus. Okay. Um, um, so there, there's, but the point that I want to make from this though is that, <clears throat> um, there are some um, things that textual critics and scholars believe to be later insertions by scribes, and so. Um, I'm going to just leave it there. I don't want to bore you guys with all this information. <clears throat> but anyways, <laughs> um, this, I, I choose the NIV. Okay, so. Yeah, amen. So you all here? <clears throat> and a way, as a way of reminder, I just want to. <clears throat> excuse me. I want to encourage us to eliminate any distractions <clears throat> as we um, delve into the word of the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> so let us let us go before the Lord in prayer. And I want us to join in concert <clears throat> in, in uh, prayer to ask the Lord to join this day. Amen. That he would speak um, through myself and that he would... Uh, speak to you <clears throat> father we come before the throne of grace boldly to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need god right now i just ask that your presence would permeate permeate this gathering that your presence O oh lord would would manifest <clears throat> father i pray that you would speak to every heart i pray that you would speak to every situation I pray, Father, that your two-edged sword would go forth, O God, dividing both soul and spirit. Father, I pray that you would dismantle the lies of the wicked one. I pray that you dismantle and demolish <clears throat> his, his schemes, that you would demolish, O Lord, his, his uh, tactics, his wiles. Father, I pray that you would uh, uh, grant illumination that you would uh, expose uh, the darkness, that you would expose um, <clears throat> the enemy's lies, his, his, his discouragements, Father, that he would seek to, to back your people into a corner, God. I ask that you would be glorified this day. I pray that your fire would descend upon the altar. <clears throat> and Father, I pray for... Um, uh, infillings of the Holy Ghost. I pray for baptisms of the Holy Ghost. Father, I pray that you would rain down with your presence, that you would rain down, O Lord, with your glory, that you, Father, would lift us up out of every pit, that you would lift us up out of every uh, um, pit of despair. Father, I just pray, God, that every um, <clears throat> demon would be bound and Father, I pray that every human spirit would come under subjection to your word. They would come, Lord, in submission, Father, to your holy rule, to your uh, 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 your um, your kingdom, O oh God, your governance, O oh Lord, that there wouldn't be a single heart that would remain obstinate, Lord, and rebellious against your word. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. 
Father, I pray that you, you would rise up, O oh Lord. You would rise up. <clears throat> you are Lord. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for your peace. I pray for your anointing. I pray for your glory. I pray that your power would be made manifest in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray that every spirit <clears throat> that is, that is uh, causing your people to be dejected, Father, I pray that there would be an eviction notice on every demon. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I pray, uh, uh, grant me unction, grant me power by your spirit. Hallelujah. To declare, uh, thus saith the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Impress upon your, the conscience of your people that they may know that there's a living God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Grant me anointing. Grant me anointing, Lord. I'm a willing vessel. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Invade this place. Invade this place, O oh Lord. I need your help. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And the people of God say amen. <clears throat> amen. <clears throat> you know, <coughs> you know, demons, they, they want to get you to, um, they want to, they want to muzzle your mouth. Demons, they they want to silence your your lips, <clears throat> and um, the Bible says, "Let the redeemed of the Lord say so." So God, you, you got to understand that's a command. That's not a suggestion. Amen. So when, when I say the people of God say Amen, <clears throat> understand that there's biblical backing for uh, behind the imperatives that I make. It's not because I like to bark orders. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, I've stated this before, but what, what I'm doing when I say that is, uh, is I'm cultivating a spiritual atmosphere. Because even though you're, you, we're not present in a physical place, what people have to understand, and, and I'm just breaking this down for those that <clears throat> are not keen to this stuff, but um, even though you're not in person, your disposition of heart, your attitudes, um, your, your, your state of being, um, all of that stuff can impede the meeting. <clears throat> all of that can, can hinder the meeting, hinder the gathering. Um, I I I I can't uh, articulate it any other way other than w what I've said thus far, <clears throat> and I hope that um, I hope that you have some sort of understanding. Let, let me give you an example. Um, have you ever tried to reconcile with somebody, and 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 let's say you're even very communicative, you have a very good mouthpiece, and um, you're maybe very persuasive. <clears throat> but 
this particular individual, whoever it may be, because of their attitude, um, or maybe they're just so heated or bitter or resentful, um, even before you open up your mouth, let's say, you already know that you're uh, uh, um, fighting a losing battle. Because someone who refuses to be entreated, there's nothing you can say to them. And 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 the the spirit that they give off as as you're attempting to communicate, <clears throat> you can feel. Um, and sometimes, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Sometimes, you know, you, you they don't even have to say anything. You can walk into a, a, a context. You can walk into an atmosphere and and you can feel the spirit that they give off. Right. Well, um, no matter what the spirit may be, it, may, it might be hatred, it might be, you know, it might be um, <clears throat> division or whatever it is, they give off a certain spirit, amen? And so, um, and people can hide it, people can hide, they can attempt to hide it, right, through their countenance, through you know, cloaking it with, you know, saying the right things or doing the right things. Um, but you can't, you can't hide spirit. You, you can't hide the energy that spirits give off, <clears throat> right? That, that will tell on you. Um, and so now when it, when it comes to um, this context here, what we have to understand is that if I can confess, the people that I hate dealing with the most are religious people. Um, they're the most annoying. Um, and what I mean by religious is um, people who show contempt for the presence of God. People who um, <clears throat> are so nonchalant about God, are so nonchalant about uh, the presence of the Lord, um, and and they'll they'll treat the presence of God as the presence of of some, some mediocre individual. Uh, those people are dangerous, you know. They they want to strip, um, they want to strip everything that is holy and reduce it down to mediocrity, or they want to reduce it down to um, something just trivial and normal, and and, and common. You know, um, Esau, it says, don't be <clears throat> sexually immoral as Esau. You know, Esau didn't commit one sexual sin w w from the scriptures that we see. That, that wasn't what, that isn't the basis for why God rejected him. God rejected him, not because he wanted to go and whore around, but because he sold his birthright. You know, and, and so in other words, what he did is he took what was holy and he, he, his estimation of what was holy, right, was down to nothing. Uh, it's just my birthright. <clears throat> I'll sell it. It ain't no thing, right? <laughs> it ain't no thing but a chicken wing, right? So that that that's what Esau's problem was. And and you know. And, I can't tell you how many people I've, I've had in the past 
and it's very sad. It's very uh, uh, disheartening that 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 this tin. Hold on, let me see. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but uh, there have been individuals, right? Say you you're, you're given the word, and and they they want to turn it into um. They they want they want to take away they want to take everything holy away from the meeting, and and they want to reduce it down to oh this is just um, you know this is just a guy talking about God that's all this is this is a guy just opening up a, a religious book that's all this is um amen. And, and people like that are dangerous. I'll tell you, people like that are dangerous. Amen. You know why? Because they're snakes. They 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 are a brood of vipers. They are snakes. You know, <clears throat> because you know. Um, I remember one time I had um, this individual uh, that I was preaching, and they and they they had the audacity to say, oh. Hey, hey, quiet down, quiet down. What do you mean, quiet down? Oh, you don't, you don't like. Mm, I get it. You don't like my voice being lifted up because you—that means you have to come under it, and you don't want to come under the word of God. That's your problem. And, and because you, you want to equalize everybody. You want to, you want to, you want to be equal to the word. And you want to be equal to the person preaching the word. And you want me to lower my voice because when, when you... And the Bible says they lifted up their voice. It's biblical. It, it's just not because I want to sound a certain way. Does that make sense? See, because <clears throat> the lion of the tribe of Judah rises up in me. Does that make sense? It ain't because I'm trying to sound boisterous. Amen. It ain't because I'm trying to sound loud. It, it has nothing to do with that. It's that the Holy Ghost within me is a lion. And when when when, when he rises up, he he speaks with authority. Amen. <clears throat> um, have you ever noticed, like, for example, and this, this typically happens, you know, um, like I'll, I'll open up a meeting and then I'm just speaking, I'm speaking casually and, you know, and, and then once the, once it gets to the word, just something switches and, and it's not because, oh, let me put, let me, let me put my religious voice on. It hasn't, no, it, it's because now from this point forward, there's inspiration from the Holy Ghost. This is just brother Greg speaking, giving announcements or just talking with y'all and then now the Holy Ghost kicks in and begins to inspire the utterances. Does that make sense? <clears throat> Amen, somebody. <clears throat> um, you know, for those of you who have seen people who are demon-possessed, even on the dark side, you know when something kicks over their personality. Their 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 voice sounds demented, and and they're inspired by by darkness. 
Okay, so so let let us be spiritual people and and stop viewing spiritual things as natural things. Right? But the point that I'm coming I want to come back to the point that I was making okay. earlier. <clears throat> the spirit that you carry can can alter the 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 meaning. Um and that that's why it is imperative to be humble. Because if there's anything that that um that stifles the move of God, it isn't that you fell into fornication and you're remorse, you are remorseful. It isn't that, and I'm not saying you do that. I'm not saying you should, <clears throat> but uh, it's not a person that fell into fornication is remorseful. It's not a person that got drunk and is now feeling so guilty in God. How can you ever forgive me? It's not a person that you know got high and and uh, you know is is just feeling so remorseful over what they've done. It's a person that is so proud and and they're not and they're resistant to God. That is what stifles the move of God, because the Bible says the proud he knows afar off. A proud the proud he resists. Amen. <clears throat> but unto the lowly, he gives grace. Amen. And, and so that's why when it comes to the proud, I, I afflict them with my words. is because, you know, I believe that God comforts the afflicted and he afflicts the comfortable. You shouldn't be proud in the presence of God and feel comfortable. There's there's no there's no reason for that. Amen. <clears throat> um, you, uh, no one should feel comfortable um, being of kindred spirit of the devil. You know. But you know the interesting thing though is that even demons as proud as that they are, <clears throat> when you mention the name of Jesus, at least they submit, but human beings don't. You know. So men are, I think, uh, men are more proud than demons sometimes. Because it, de demons know enough to know yeah, I can't I can't resist the name of Christ. <clears throat> um but nonetheless let's just be careful to continue to always cultivate to you know to maintain a um a humble heart um a humble a heart that is open to the Lord right open for what he has for us um and humility is it's not easy because sometimes it can involve you know it can involve pain excuse me amen <clears throat> still getting over this stuff <clears throat> um I want to ask that we turn to Luke 11.
Luke 11. We will begin at verse 1. I know that, um, well, I'm excited to to talk, uh, to expound on this passage here because I feel like it's been quite a while since um, I've I've spoken on any passage uh, relating to prayer. And so uh, I find it uh, needful to stir in our remembrance uh, some of these basic truths. Amen. Um, So... And for that, that for that reason, we're we're looking at this uh, passage here, Amen. So again, Luke uh, chapter eleven, verse one <clears throat> says, "One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples.' Okay, let, let us stop there real quick." Um, and I just want to point out this this aspect here, and it's that Jesus he is in a certain place. Okay, he's not he's not in a random place, you know. He he's not. Um, in other words, there's familiarity with this place. Um, this is his closet. Right, so Jesus, it may not be a literal closet, but it's a place that you resort to, right? It's a place that you continually go to, to seek the presence of God. And and one of the things I want to say about this is that it's important to, for whatever this, wherever this place is, whatever this place is, is that uh, there's privacy, and uh, one of the reasons Jesus says that it should be a closet is that um, access to it should be limited. Uh, access uh, from other people. <clears throat> uh, you know, the, the, the access that others have to this, right? So, you know, people shouldn't be able to walk in and barge in whenever they so desire, right? Um you should be able to close out the world. And and so that means that you, you should also have the self-discipline to be able to close the world out. So so the only the only things that you should be bringing to your prayer closet are things that you need to roll off onto the shoulders of God. Right? And and, and so that means that when when you when you go there you don't just keep it on you 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 throw it to the lord right so that that stuff doesn't hinder you because i'll tell you what the devil see what happens is things happen in the world right things happen on the news things happen in our lives and then the devil wants to puncture our faith 
and and when he punctures our faith and he tries to to deflate it when you go to pray uh what should be a time of of peace is not a time of peace because you're tossed to and fro in your conscience about whether or not God is a provider, whether or not God is a protector. And so now you have a battle in your heart. And you're wrestling uh, in unbelief. You're wrestling with doubt. Right? And so th those things have to be given to God. Right? Amen, somebody. So the, these trials that you go through shouldn't be the, um, sh shouldn't kill your faith. Because th that that's what the enemy is after. He's after to kill our faith. No matter what it is. In any area that, that, the, that the devil can get you to not believe God, he's going to do it. So whether it's, you don't believe God to forgive you. Whether you believe that is God won't provide for you. Whether you believe that God doesn't love you. So anything that that you know is a biblical truth, if Satan and he he knows the the very things that especially causes you to to fret, especially causes you to become depressed, especially causes you to become afraid. So he, he's going to hone in on those aspects to get you to not believe the God who cannot lie. Right. <clears throat> so, so, um, so Jesus was praying in a certain place. You know, th this, this is a sacred place. Um, not everyone deserves to be there. Not everyone has a right to be there. Amen. So you, you have to be careful who you allow. You, you, let me say this. You have to be careful also who you allow to pray for you. Man, I, I can't tell you how many people are so utterly desperate to just have anybody to pray for them. They they treat prayer like it's a 1-800 hotline or something. Yeah. You know, I, I, I remember I heard this before. Uh, you know, people, I, I think it was Prophet Tommy O'Reilly who said this. <clears throat> he said that people don't want spiritual fathers. They want uh, spiritual sugar daddies. <laughs> um, now, the truth relating to that is that... You, here, here's the truth behind that is because when it comes to like spiritual fatherhood, right? Sometimes it's difficult for people to have someone that's over them that they're accountable to because, hey, if I, if I give you a spill of, of my problems, 
and and this is a long-term relationship, right? Then then I have to face you again and and perhaps face the it might be humiliating for me. If I need prayer for something, and by the way, this whole and let me just say this. Uh uh um uh, what what do they call them? What what do they call them? Where where you don't state your request. Like an anonymous tip or something? Yeah, yeah, but it's like anonymous prayers. What do they call them? Unspoken prayer. <laughs> yes. Unspoken prayer requests are not biblical. If they are, please give me one example of an unspoken prayer request. You don't see it. You you just don't see it. Jesus says, "What what what would you have for me to do for you?" The guy didn't say. The guy didn't say unspoken prayer request. <laughs> the Lord knows. He didn't say that. You 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 want to you know what people why people say that is they they want they want a card they want a a a, a, a what do you call them go free cards right pass and go they want to swipe that because they they don't want to say what's humiliating they don't want to say what what is difficult to confess. Yes. Amen. 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 <clears throat> and and I, I get it. I'm not saying say it to anybody that, that's gonna beat you over the head. I'm not saying that. That that's why, you know, spiritual covering is is so imperative is because, you know, uh you're gonna covering from someone that is actually reputable. And and it's not gonna just you know uh, berate you or, or or do something like that, but they're gonna actually pray for you, right? And so, but the point that I'm trying to make from this is that you know it, it's easier sometimes for people to go, oh, well, I'm gonna go over here and I'm gonna just have this random person pray for me, it, because they don't have to see my face again, and I, you know. And so it's easier for me to unload all of that stuff. And and so then when I go through another problem, I can just do it again, with, but with someone else. And then another person, another person, I'm going to just go to all these bless me cub, clubs or, or prayer hotlines and, and then I just get blessed that way. And, and I'm going to tell you that that doesn't work out. It, it Does it work out for the guy who goes to every other girl? Right? It doesn't work out. Come on, somebody. Because yeah, yeah, you might you, you might feel the, the luxury of not having a, a responsibility to report to somebody. You might have you might have that freedom, right? I ain't got an answer to nobody. But after a while it gets lonely. Right? And so you know, <clears throat> I feel bad for the people that just, they, they get prayed for by anybody. And you don't even know who this person is. 
you know. And you don't know what they carry. You don't. You don't know where they've been. You don't know where their hands been. You, you get what I'm saying. So, um, we'll stop there. But <clears throat> so it says when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, "Lord, teach us to pray." You got to understand these guys are Jews, right? So they're not some. They didn't grow up in a Western culture permeated by secular atheism and intellectualism, right? They, they, they're familiar with the temple. They're familiar with the synagogue. They're familiar with all of this. And yet, they're asking Jesus to teach us how to pray. Right? So, explain that for me. I you know I remember I said this before there was this one brother uh I I don't have anything ugly to say about him but um it was a bit disappointing because some years back he's like you know he reached out to me and said the lord is convicting me that I need to up my prayer life <clears throat> I'm like okay um uh, he said, so, you know, I was wondering if maybe we could pray together or something like that. I said, sure, that, that sounds good, you know. And so I said, um, you know, just come by my house, right? And I said, you know, basically just expect to pray long. And, you know, <laughs> he, he, didn't, he didn't touch base with me after that. <laughs> Um, and I understand it can be a discouraging thing for people. You know, it can be an intimidating thing for people. Um, you know, it, it's a sacrifice, you know, so I understand. But at the end of the day, you have to, you have to understand, you have to press through it if you really want it. If you're waiting for prayer to be easy then you're waiting for the wrong thing because it's never going to happen. Right? If you're waiting for prayer to become easy, good luck waiting. You know, have you ever seen those memes on uh, where 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 uh, it, it is like a... It's a skeleton and it says me waiting on my husband or it says something like that. Like a skeleton on like a on a bench in a park. <laughs> well, that's that's you waiting on prayer to become easy. I don't know where you learned that from, but you have to unlearn that cuz it's it's a it's a it's a false assumption. <coughs> It's it's hard. And and no matter how many no matter how many years you've come, no matter how many years you've prayed, you you got also demons that are going to constantly try to allure you away. Discourage you, to depress you, to to lie to you, say it's not worth it, it's not going to do anything. And they're going to lie to you. Even in the, uh, while you're praying, 
Demons don't want you praying. God does, but demons don't. Amen. Amen. They'll tell you everything. Oh, come on, let me give you a foot rub. You know, let me get let me take you out to ice cream. They'll tell you everything. Anything. Right? Or 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 oh go go read this new uh uh book you bought from the Bible store. Read that instead. I'll tell you if they can't get you to go and sin, they'll that you know, or go look, you know, you bought that uh scripture coffee mug at the Bible store. Go use it and drink from it. <laughs> right? Oh, this guy, he asked you on in a date. You'll never get an opportunity again. And then he stands you up. <laughs> right? I'm telling you. Oh, I'm busy. That's that's the fa- that's that's the good one. The devil has a lot of those passes for you. The I'm busy pass. Hey, swipe it. Even though your credit shot on it, right? You just keep swiping it. I can't come to Bible study. I'm busy. Swipe. I can't come to prayer meeting. Swipe. I mean, even though I've, I, I haven't... I don't think I've missed them more than two meetings out of three years. I, but everyone else is busy, right? Sweat, sweat, scratch, scratch. Amen. <laughs> right? Trying to find something to do. I'm feeling uncomfortable all day. I got to use the restroom. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go relieve myself. Right. Well, I didn't hear that part. Amen. 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 I'm not saying things don't happen. I'm just saying, brother, sister, your credit shot on the busy on the busy card. <laughs> right? <clears throat> um anyways, let's continue forward. Um Lord teach us to pray. So Look, they didn't, let, let me, let me point this out. This is really important. <clears throat> they didn't say God, the father teach us to pray. Why, why is it important to make that distinction? Because it's easy for you to ask God who is invisible, right? It's easy for you to ask God who is invisible, 
But what about when is Jesus, who is the image of the invisible God, who is 100% man? He, he was 100% God, but he is also 100% man. When you, when you come face to face with another man and have to ask them something, hey, can you teach me how to do this? Right? It's not so easy for people to ask that. Amen. Right? Because because we don't like to admit to our fellow man things that we don't know. Typically speaking, um, it, it it takes humility. But but you have to decide within your heart: is this is this right here what I'm asking for? Of such great value, will it impart such great value to my spiritual life that it's indispensable, that I, I can't live without that, right? And they didn't ask Jesus, Lord, teach us how to cast out demons. They didn't say, Lord, teach us hermeneutics. They didn't say, Lord, teach us how to preach. They didn't say, teach us any of those things. They said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Amen. 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 So so now if the apostles had asked Jesus the same apostle now this is by this is Luke 11 how much later on is this right this wasn't the first day they met Jesus this isn't the first day so they had spent some time with him they got to examine they got to to evaluate they got to observe Right, Jesus and, and his prayer life and the results that his prayer life had commanded. Right? So you don't ask somebody how to do something if there's no value to it. <laughs> so you know, I, I forgot I don't know if someone from this chat if someone here posted it, but there's this this white boy who uh Someone said on the comment section that he looks like uh, Harry Potter, Trump, and a bunch of other people combined, and 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 he's a guy that <laughs> it's so obvious that the guy don't got swag, you know, but he he makes these videos like kind of boasting about how 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 fitted he is. And he does like some funky dance and he goes like, he's like, I got some swag. He's like, you boy. Or he, I don't know what he says exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> it's so funny because he knows he, he's bankrupt of it. Right? But he's, he, he, he's, he's using that in order to gain views because even though he's bankrupt of it, every, everybody like, finds it hilarious. And you see in the comment sections, like, bro, my girl's on here, chill out. Or they'll say... <laughs> I don't know who the, I don't know who the kid is, but it's funny. Um, <coughs> well, <laughs> sorry. I say that because <laughs> we can't... 
we can't be bankrupt of prayer, right? And act like, you know, and talk a good game as if we got something to impart. Amen. Right? <clears throat> you know, I, I, I was listening to this one guy. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I don't know how I was had come to listen to this guy, but he's a pastor and he was he was uh commenting on Psalm eighty eight. And in Psalm eighty eight it says, uh, you know, I lift my hands untiring all night and I refuse to be comforted or the psalmist is saying something to the effect. Um and he's all he's all like, yo, this guy's legit. He's like, he's praying all night. He's not comforted. He's like, I can't pray five minutes. And and I, I was just saddened by that because maybe he's just being, you know, maybe he's just exaggerating, right? But but the point, though, is, well, even sometimes in people's exaggeration, there's a hint of truth in it, you know? And and the fact that you're saying you can't pray five minutes, that's, that I don't know why you're a pastor. You, you can't, you should be, no, there's no way. How are you going to lead people? How are you going to, you know, Samuel, the prophet, said, God forbid that I should sin against you in ceasing to pray for you. So Samuel considered it a sin to not pray against the people whom he was shepherding. Right. And you think Samuel just there... You know, praying five minutes for all of Israel? Come on, man. No. It don't take, it takes far, you know, you know, it takes more than five minutes to pray for your life. This is no drive through. Amen. I, I mean, it takes more than five minutes to go through the McDonald's drive-thru. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> right? You you can't just you can't just go in and out like that. You know. So so you you have to invest some time. And, and, you know, the devil's going to tell you, look, you know, you're already pressed for time. You're already pressed for time. So, you know, don't don't give too much time to this. <clears throat> you know, but, uh, 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 oh, I know the ice cream machine's always broken. Right? But, um, th- does that make sense, everybody? You know, oh, you you gotta you gotta work harder is what the devil says. You know, don't get me wrong. There's some people that do need to work harder, but you know, a lot of times the devil wants it to create anxiety in you, 
And the missing puzzle piece isn't that you need to work harder. It's that you need to go to the Lord. Do some people need to work harder? Yeah. But look, if, you, if you're toiling and you're laboring and you're anxious about many things, the solution isn't that you need to uh, uh, try harder. The solution is that you need to go to the rock. That you need to go to the rock. Amen. Amen. Because the thing that separates, that should separate us from the world is that we have one to whom we can go to with all of our problems. That we can go to the one who is our help. And that he actually helps in time of need. He actually helps in distress. You know, it's a very sad thing, man. You know why? Because when it comes to, well, when it comes to my half-sister... I, I, it's it's so disheartening. See, my half sister, <clears throat> when I was a youngster, she's the one that bailed me. She's the one that got custody of me when I was locked up, because my mom she was a crank addict, and, and my dad had to put a restraining order on me and my mom when when I was five years old when my dad divorced from my mom. Okay, so my dad didn't want any my dad didn't want me around my mom or my mom around me because of that. And then but my dad also wasn't suitable to take care of me because he was physically abusive and the courts knew that. So so when I was locked up, I was gonna either do time, you know, do my sentence in there, or they 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 were gonna potentially give me the option of going to like a group home for like a whole year instead. But anyways, the last day, my sister had come and bailed me out. She had just turned 18. So I, it was just a miracle that they even allowed me to go with an 18-year-old. And I'm just a teenager myself. But um, <clears throat> it, it's a, now I, I, br- I bring her up because she's in a situation where she always has to beg for money. Always has to beg for money. She lost her kids. And she had to stoop so low to where, I I don't know, I I blocked her. By the way, just because her family don't mean that you don't block them. Blood ain't thicker than water. I I know people say that. Blood is thicker than water. And then, you know, yes, blood is thicker than water. I'm not ignorant of of that fact but the point that i'm trying to make is that forget whether people say that or not if if they if they if they are funneling if they're wicked and they vex your righteous soul then cut them off amen who cares if they're family jesus says who is my brother? Who's my mother? He says, they that do the will of God, they're my mother. They're my brother. They're my sister. Right? See, we're, we're Christians until it gets biblical. We can't, we don't want to entertain the idea that God would say to cut somebody off. Right? But anyways, she had to stoop so, de- so low to where she had to go into like stripping and all that stuff. It's it's sad. 
But you know what's separating me from her is that God is my rock. I don't I don't have to go to sell drugs. I don't have to do all that stuff. Amen. Amen. Amen, somebody. And see, the only reason why something wouldn't be working out in your life is because you're not doing it God's way. It isn't because there's any failure on God's part. It's because you're not complying with his protocol. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And when you get in alignment with him, then you have all of heaven's resources to aid and back you. But you have to be in alignment with him. Amen. <clears throat> Amen, somebody. <clears throat> God isn't here to make things difficult for you. God is not a burden. He's a burden carrier. See, the, the, the reason why people might suspect that it's a burden to follow God is because they lack faith to do what he's asking them to do. So, the, you know, the, they might think it's ridiculous. What do you mean? Oh, you know, I got, I got a tithe. I got a little money as it is. And see, it doesn't register with their natural head, so they think it's too, it, they think it's ridiculous that God would ask certain things. But see, God, he's not trying to make things difficult for us. He's wanting us to trust him. And and see, <clears throat> trust comes into play not when everything pans out or everything is easy. It's when you're up against the Red Sea and you don't know how it's going to happen. Because, because how else will it become obvious that God Amen. came through and it's not you, but it's the Lord? Amen. Amen. Right? See, e e even uh, uh, Pharaoh's little comrades, they understood, hey, you know, there's so almost so only so much that we with our witchcraft can do, but this right here, this is the finger of God. Amen. Amen. You know, recently, because I, you know, I started an LLC and stuff like that. I've never had a business a day in my life. <clears throat> I, I, I've never had. The only business I did was street business and selling drugs and stuff like that. I did everything illegally and criminally. And, and so I have to call on the Lord. I, You know, I don't even got time to read business books and all that stuff. I, I, you know, I just, I just read my Bible. I just pray and I, I believe that there's a God in heaven that revealeth secrets. Amen. Amen. That can make me better than the astrologers, the soothsayers, the enchanters, and all the, the wise men of Babylon. Do you believe that? That, that, Amen. that God can, God can do that for you. Right? <clears throat> but it says, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. 
So, you know, this is a common thing. John taught his disciples. Right? How are you going to be taught how to pray if you don't pray? <laughs> Amen. I'm tired. Right? I can't. I'm discouraged. And I, I sympathize. I, I don't don't get me wrong. It's not that I'm, you know, insensitive to but at the end of the day you you can't wait until it's a favorable time to pray. Because if you're waiting for that favorable and comfortable time to pray, then you, you won't pray because you're already comfortable. Right? And, and <clears throat> what we're going to read here shortly is is persistence. Is because that if there's anything that's lacking in the body of Christ when it comes to prayer is persistence. People give up. They don't see it immediately and they give up. <clears throat> you you can't give up. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and let, let me ask you let me ask you this. You think that this happened overnight? You think they're like, oh, you know, that they learned how to pray from Jesus just from one, you know. All right, guys, get out your notes. What it says right here in the Hebrew is uh, you know, you think no. It required more than that. It, it required, yes, Jesus is lecturing on, on prayer here, but there is also the practical side. You know, that's the easy part, is to, to hear the theoretical, to hear the theory behind the prayer, to hear the lecture. But, but what happened in the garden? When push come to shove and they had to pray and they were tired, that's how you know that you're learning. Because if you can't find the strength in the Holy Ghost to pray in times of weakness, then you're not truly being educated. <clears throat> Does that make sense? So so in other words, <clears throat> so you know. I understand that some of this to, to us is annoying because it's like, man, I'm tired of always hearing this stuff. I'm tired of being, you know, because every time I'm presented with truth, it's exposing my weakness. You know, but what you got to understand is that I'm not a lecturer. You know, and, and one of the things that you have to understand about prophets is that they continue to speak the same truth until you do it. Jeremiah's message didn't switch up. He kept saying what he kept saying. And they're like, you know, kick this guy out of here. <laughs> we're, we're tired of this dude. Right? <clears throat> and that's why on my stories I post the same thing. Until, you know, because what happens, you know, I, I'll see my, my following go down. 
And that's that's what I want to happen. Not because I, I you know, I, I want less follow. No, that's I don't go out. I don't set myself out to do that. But here's what happens is those who have ears, they're further cemented in the truth. See, the people who have ears, they then begin to inquire. Those who don't, they fall away. Amen. <clears throat> I had people following me for over a year and then they like block me or they 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 um follow or you know all this other stuff. It's crazy. Um, and I'm not being hostile. It's just that, see, here's the thing. It is, <clears throat> if, if you go to the doctor and you're obese and he keeps telling you, you're obese, you need to switch up how you're eating. You know, people find that offensive. Don't they? The people find that offensive. But but what is he trying to do? He's trying to help. Is he not? Look, see, see, this is what I can't stand about a lot of these religious TED Talk preachers. Is is they they look? When you go to the doctor, does he lecture you about everything about health? Does he? No, he personalizes truth and says, uh, you've got a problem right here. Right? See, people, they, they want a generalized uh, uh, TED Talk from the Bible. So that way you spread, you, you know, nothing feels personalized. Nothing feels targeted toward us. But But the reality is this. That sort of generality of truth isn't going to help you any because if you, if if there isn't a problem, you don't need to focus on that particular aspect of truth. You need to dig down into those areas where there's a problem. And sometimes you don't know what the problem is. Amen, somebody? <clears throat> You, look, Amen. look. If everybody could see the same, and I'm gonna just throw this out there: Why did God give prophets to the church? You have to think about that. Amen. And I, I'm just saying that because I am one. I'm not saying that. I it's just for it's for the benefit of those who hear. Right? It it it's it's to aid the people of God. Yes, and are there abuses and are there charlatans and fakes out there, of course. But you have to understand that the devil provides a, a, a an overflow of fakes to hide the real thing because of the value of the real thing. Amen. 
Amen. Hallelujah. So you, you want to know what's one of the most threatening things to the devil? Is start seeing the very things that he's adding a bunch of false duplicates around. That's how you know what's very threatening to him. <clears throat> so why are there always so many false prophets? Is because real prophets are an immense threat to his kingdom. Right? Amen. <clears throat> you guys learning something? Amen. <laughs> you guys seen what I post in the chat? How how <clears throat> there's this one lady who who said that she was calling on God and God didn't do anything and then so she called on the spirit of Lovi. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. People, you know, people here in the West are absolute imbeciles when it comes to some guy who's from Africa. They think because and I have nothing. For, I have nothing bad to say about Africa, it, you know. So for those of you that are from here, from there, I'm not. I'm not down talking it. I'm just saying that when there are people who do come from Africa and come here, the ones that have a predisposition that are pre inclined to spiritual stuff, they're absolutely mesmerized by by, by you know by people like that. Especially if you can tell them, you know, their bank account number and all that. They're like, oh, oh my gosh, here's a demigod. But, but they don't know the word. They're, they're, they're selling pictures of a guy's hand saying that the anointing's on a, on a picture for $200. I can't even sell them a, a, man, if I was a PhD with a good book on prayer, I couldn't even get them to buy it for 20 bucks. Amen. <laughs> but they want to, they want to buy this guy's ranchio hand, a picture of his hand. Passion Java fruit. Yeah, he's a fruitcake. <laughs> He's a genetically modified fruit, passion Java fruit. Amen. <laughs> but that's crazy, right? In the spirit of in the spirit of Lovi, wow. <clears throat> it's saddening. And then you got you got him teaching things like no, wasn't a man. You know, and a bunch of other just nonsense. And then you have guys, you know, it's sad. Then you have guys like, uh, you know, Marcus Rogers and, you know, they're, they're defending these sorcerers. Astral projection. I can, I can astral project out of my body 
and, and, and go spy on you whenever I want to. That's what they're saying. Right? What? Okay, so God, God's going to allow you to actually project out of your body so you can spy on somebody when they're naked or shower. You know, God's going to allow you to do that? Come on. All right, so he says he said to them, when you pray, say, okay, verse uh, verse two, when you pray, say. So he, he's he's saying not if you pray, but when you pray. Right. And, and so, again, I'm focusing on this because this is something that we need to grow in. Uh, we can always grow more. Um, the devil wants anxiety to be your portion you know the antidote to anxiety is trusting in the Lord trusting in the Lord and praying to him Paul says this in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 don't worry about anything Uh, verse 4 verse 6 through 8 don't worry about anything but in everything, by prayer and petition, present your request to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So what's what's everything? Everything is everything, right? So So if you're tempted to worry, worry about what? Your health. You bring that to God in prayer. If you're tempted to worry about your finances, you bring that to God in prayer. You're worried about who you're going to marry. You bring that to God in prayer. And you want to know when you stop praying? When you stop praying is when peace comes. That's what people don't realize. Is they think, they think okay, you know, God told me to do this. I did it, but nothing happened. Oh, well, nothing happened is because you didn't pray until something happened. (laughs) Amen. You got to keep pressing in. And that's the fight. That is the war. You think the devil is just going to allow you to do that? You think the devil is just going to allow you to do that on his watch? Oh, look at, look at who does she think she is? Who does he think he is? He wants to pray. He wants to come against my kingdom. He wants to demolish everything that I've been working years to destroy him by. You think he's just going to allow you to do that? No. And you're not going to see him with a pitchfork and horns. You're not going to see him uh, come to you like that. Your phone is going to go off. Your text messages are going to go off. You're going to have a bunch of distractions. You're going to have a bunch of things luring you away. And you're not going to think, oh, well, the devil's doing this. In fact, the devil's going to plant in your head that the devil ain't doing it. Or when you pray, you're just going to, you know, you're going to have a bunch of just random stuff pop in your head. Like, you're going to be, oh, that baby at Hobby Lobby was so cute. 
Now all you can all you can think about are babies. <clears throat> oh, that food earlier was fire. Right? It was lit. No cap. Fur, fur, frill, frill. Bet, midlife, no cap. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Fur, <laughs> fur. That's funny, man. I clown one of the students at school. Um, cause she wrote that FRFR. I was like, Brooklyn. I was like, Fre Fre. She all no, it's for real, for real. <laughs> so <coughs> when you pray, say. So th- this comes back down to, and let me try to let me cl- try to close up. <clears throat> this comes down to confession, right? <laughs> when you pray, say. He didn't say when you pray, think. He didn't say when you pray, feel. He said when you pray, say. So you know, when you pray, you're not gonna feel like saying anything. You know, people ask me all the time, can I pray in my head? I heard someone try to say, oh, I pray tongues in my head. How? If tongues, this brain of yours ain't a tongue. It's called tongues for a reason. Right? Um... But, but anyways, look, answer me this. Is it more difficult to say something than to think something? Yes, it is. So you have to ask yourself, why? The devil tries to suppress your speech. So, so you pray, even if it has to be a whisper, get it out. The Bible says, <clears throat> you know, with the with the mouth one confesses to salvation. So there's power in speech. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. Right? Amen. And when negative thoughts come in your head, the easiest way to cut them off isn't to combat it with additional thoughts, it's to combat it with words, with speech. Amen. Right? So when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. So, you know, Catholics have turned this into like a, kind of like a recipe. This isn't, this isn't a cookie cutter formula. It's an outline. Right? 
You know, not long ago, I had these people come to my house because they were trying to sell me this false doctrine of Mother God. And, and, and can you believe it? They, they, they think it's some lady out in China. Wow. I, 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 was, I was baffled. I'm like, how do you... How do you believe it's some lady out in China? She's Mother God. And they're like, yeah, haven't you read in Genesis where it says, let us make men in our image? And then it takes a man and a woman to make a child. So how come it didn't take a woman with Father God to make uh, humanity? Because it says, let us. Um, you know, but anyways, you know, I, 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 I ended up refuting them and they didn't know how to respond. And then all of a sudden they had to leave. I'm like, how, that's how this works. You wanted to come to my house and try to preach to me. And then you found out I knew the word and you're ready to leave. That's not fair. Right. You know, I, I had a I had a, some uh, Jehovah's Witnesses come to my house too, and 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 then you know they got a little bit uh they got some things right historically, and and I, I was sharing with them because they were talking about the new earth and all this other stuff, and I, I was I was saying and then um, we landed on some topic and I told them you know oh well you know this that and the other happened in seventy A D. They're like, no, it didn't. They're like, watch here. And then they looked in their pamphlet. They're like, watch. And they started reading. They're like, and then the destruction of the temple in 70 AD. I was like, what did I say? <laughs> Even your own pamphlet says it. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. I know. I told you. <laughs> but anyways, um, that church is here in the Philippines promoting Jesus came already in a woman's body. Writing the Bible. That's crazy. I don't I don't know how people believe that stuff. <laughs> but father, right? <coughs> so we, we go to the Lord as father. Is he a king? Right? Yes, he is. But but you have to understand, you have to fully understand the fact that God is also Father. And as a father, he wants to give. You know, let us let us quickly turn to Romans eight. I want to show you the Father's heart. Um <clears throat> Let, let us, uh, <clears throat> Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What then shall we say in re response to these things? If God is for us, 
who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Okay, so what was most difficult for heaven to give, namely Jesus Christ, heaven did give. Therefore, we ought not to diminish in faith in believing that the things that are of lesser value, whether it's finances, car, marriage, help, that God is somehow reluctant to give. No. Heaven gave Jesus Christ graciously. Therefore, will God not graciously give us all things? Amen. Will he not graciously give you help? Amen. Will he not graciously give you provision? Will he not graciously give you that open door? Will God not graciously give you that marriage? Will God not graciously give you forgiveness? Will God not graciously give you assistance? Will God not graciously give you infillings of the Holy Ghost? Will God not graciously give you fire from heaven? Will God not graciously give you rain from heaven? Will God not graciously mend your broken heart and restore all the years that the canker worm and the palm worm and the locust has eaten up? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Not reluctantly, God will graciously give you all things. Hallelujah. That means that God wants to give it more than you want it. And so just because you don't see a breakthrough, just because you don't see the answer, doesn't mean that God is reluctant or God is somehow uh, 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 stingy or that God is somehow lacking or he just can't seem to deliver what he says he's going to do. Amen. Glory to God. I feel the anointing. I feel the Holy Ghost. So God, the Bible says in Luke 18, verse 1, that man ought always to pray and to not faint. That man ought always to pray and not faint. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. What happened when the, when the devil withstood Daniel? It says Daniel, when the angel finally got to Daniel, and it says, you know, the, the day that you set your heart to pray unto God, you were heard. But what happened? There was opposition. There, there was a pushback from the devil. And however all that stuff works, the fact of the matter is, is that when you pray, the moment you set your heart towards heaven, God hears you. But it doesn't negate the fact that you're going to be met with some opposition. So the opposition isn't God. The opposition is the devil. Amen. And it's all, all his little minions and comrades that are trying to thwart the purposes of God in your life. 
But if you can't see spiritually, you're going to think, oh, no, this is God's fault. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Look at what it says. Uh, look at First uh, John chapter 5. <clears throat> Hold on. Give me one second. Um... Trying to find this verse real quick. Okay. Um, <clears throat> First John chapter five, verse uh, 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. So, so let's stop there real quick. This is the confidence that we have. So think of the things that you have confidence in. Uh, you have confidence that one plus one equals two. You have confidence that the chair you sat on uh, for Bible study wasn't going to uh, 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 break on you. You know, there you have confidence that, you know, and you, you add on to whatever else you have confidence in. When you have confidence in something, you're not, you know, you're not like, uh, you're not anxious, you're not shaking in fear, you're not fretting, right? You're firm and you're settled. So God wants you to have confidence in approaching him, Right? And, and the devil is going to do what he can to fight that. He's going to say, well, no, you know, hey, uh, you're unworthy or, you know, you've sinned or, you know, he's going to he's going to throw in his little lies to, to try to puncture your confidence before God. But this is the confidence we have in approaching God. So that assumes you're approaching God. Draw near to him and you draw near to you. Right? Amen. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. He didn't say we guess. He didn't say that, you know, maybe. He didn't say that I hope so. He says that we know that we do have the things that we've asked of him. Right? So when you approach God and you ask things according to his will, let me ask you this. Do you know that you have the things for which you've asked? Or do you guess? 
right? Maybe, perhaps, right? Is this depressing? <laughs> I'm depressed. So, <clears throat> so Father, going back to Luke 11, Father, hallowed be your name. So Father. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so we have to pray in such a way that is honoring the God. <clears throat> that desires for his name to be revered, his, for his name to be set apart as holy, right? You know, some people, they pray in such a way to where they, they want, they want themselves elevated and not God. Does that make sense? See, when, when, when we pray, we have to pray in such a way that desires for God's name to be hallowed. I'm sorry to say, but God's name, it, you know, I'm, well, I'm not sorry to say it, but God's name isn't hallowed if, if you are, you know, oh God, you know, um, you know, I, I want to be with this person. I want to marry that person, and the person is is a, a, a scumbag, right? They're 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 worldly, or they they don't know God, right? How is that going to hollow the Lord's name, right? Come on, somebody. I know you don't like that because that means that you have to you have to say goodbye to. Uh, uh, whatever, whatever the guy's name is. The, the guy that has uh, more shoes than he has uh, books. Oh yeah. I just had to cop me these real quick. And you're like, oh, but pastor, we have Bible studies together. I'm sure you do. And I'm sure you told him to go to First Opinions chapter one. And he actually turned. Right? <laughs> he actually thought it was a book. Oh go oh baby, go to first opinions chapter two. And he started turning. He said, Where'd that at? 
right? Amen. <clears throat> All right, so. Um, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Let me, let me try to get through this. <clears throat> <It's> <clears throat> so how many of you know that we're part of a kingdom? Amen. We're a part of a kingdom. And, and, and being that God is, you know, being that we're a part of a kingdom, God is a king. And so God, he reviews prayer as like a legal matter. In fact, the, you know, the, the whole term petition is a legal term. And the law book is God's word. So, so if you're wanting to effectively pray, you have to treat this book, you know, yes, there's a relational aspect, but remember that God is a king and he reviews to see whether those petitions are in keeping with that, with that law within his word, right? And, and if that, and if it turns out to be the case that those petitions are in keeping with his law, then he, then he will execute the answer to that. But here's the thing. If you don't know what the word of God says, how do you know what to petition to him? Right? <clears throat> let, let me show you this verse in uh, John. John chapter 15, verse 7. <clears throat> you know, you, you can't expect to be ignorant of the scriptures and pray effectively. I'm not saying you have to be a scholar. I'm not saying that you have to have everything figured out. But if you don't hide the word of God in your heart, then what? What? It, see, the Lord, the strength of prayer really is rooted in you repeating back to God what He wants for your life. Amen. Amen. Uh, John chapter 15, verse 7. <clears throat> if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory. So remember, we're praying, hallowed be your name. So such praying brings glory to God. That you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So we show ourselves uh, uh, to be his disciples, right, in doing this. So so is does the word of God have place in your heart? Does the word of the Lord have place in your heart? And do you repeat back to God what he has spoken to you? Amen. That doesn't mean that you necessarily have to quote the scriptures verbatim, but it means that it should be the guiding principle of your praying. 
It means that it should not be in contradiction to the word of God. Amen, somebody. How many of you uh, believe that? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes I, I, I will go through the Psalms and I'll pray it. I'll pray it word by word, not word by word, but uh, verse by verse. So like, for example, let's say, <clears throat> you know, I'm in Psalm 74 and it says, verse one, oh God, why have you rejected us forever? Why does your anger smolder against the sheep of your pasture? <clears throat> I'll pray something, Lord, you know, reject not your people. May, may your anger not smolder against the sheep of your pasture. Verse 2, remember the nation you purchased long ago, the people of your inheritance whom you redeemed, Mount Zion, where you dwell. And I'll say, God, I put you in remembrance. Remember your people. Remember us, Lord. Forget us not. Father, remember all the things that you've spoken to us, your holy people. Do that, God. May it please you to do it. So that way, you know, I have a basis to pray. Does that make sense? Amen. <clears throat> Give us uh, each. So your kingdom come. <clears throat> so that, that means that we are praying in such a way that we want to see everything submitted to the government of God. You know, when it comes to, you know, the, these horrific... Um, thing going on with the the sex trafficking and all this other stuff right these are these are manifestations of 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 things and people that are not under the government of god <clears throat> right they're under the governance of satan and so we pray in a way that seeks for the destruction of satan's government governance we seek for the destruction of, of the devil's kingdom, right? And we seek for the liberation of the oppressed, right? That they may come into the kingdom. That they may come into the kingdom of God. Amen? And so remember, <clears throat> this is a clash of kingdoms. This is a clash of kingdoms. Amen. How many of you believe that? It's not. It's not a playpen. It's not. It's. It's not games. It's. It's. It's two kingdoms colliding. And we have to be prepared to fight. We have to be prepared to fight. Amen. <laughs> Um, give us each day our daily bread. I'm not going to really cover that one. That's just dealing with provision. Um, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Now, I want to point something out here. Are we all here? Are we following? <clears throat> See, just because... We forgive those who sinned against us 
doesn't mean that we don't pray that God would not forgive. This is a hard thing for people to understand. See, when, when God tells us to forgive what has been done to us, that's for our benefit. It doesn't benefit our enemy that we that we forgive them. Right? For all your enemy cares, go ahead, hold on to that resentment. They don't care. They're going to get as much as sleep as they always have. Right? See, God is saying that for your benefit, so don't hinder your walk with God. To where that ugliness doesn't seep down into your heart and then you know, and then and then cause you to get out of alignment with God. <clears throat> but just because you forgave don't mean that God forgave. Right? Because, because see, the Lord wants you to know that God is the one who executes justice and not you. Right? See, see, and this is this is the problem people have is, see, see, you are not in the position to do what God can. And God needs you to know that. So just because God is asking you to forgive don't mean that God has forgiven and that God even has any intention on on, on forgiving a particular individual. Right. Because, for example, <clears throat> What why does it say in um Ezekiel uh or it was Jeremiah if Daniel uh who was it Daniel um I, I think it was Daniel Noah and it was someone else he says even if they stood before me I would not hear these people right cuz there's there's certain people out in the world that have crossed the line that they have you know they have expired the window of mercy does that make sense what, why does Jesus say in Revelation, I gave Jezebel that woman time to repent, but since she hasn't, I'm going to afflict her and her children on her sickbed. That's what Jesus said in the book of Revelation. Since we're always talking about, oh, New Testament Christianity, right? That's in the New Testament. Amen. Right? Come on, somebody. Look, why why did Paul say, you know, why did Paul say in 2 Timothy, he says, the Lord repay him according to his deeds. He says, Alexander the coppersmith did me a great evil. The Lord repay him according to his deeds. He said, the Lord repay him. He didn't say, God, forgive him. To say, Lord, repay him. See, Paul's statement right there is a form of prayer. You see, this is actually very customary of Paul and, and other uh, and other uh, uh, of his letters. It's just that it's written in a different form, right? Um, but it's nonetheless a prayer. So if Paul is saying, you know, hey, repay him according to his deeds, that doesn't that doesn't mean forgive. Does that make sense? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> 
People say, well, you know, what about, what about Jesus? How, how, what about him? How come he said, Lord, forgive them? But, you, you know, Jesus wasn't talking about the Pharisees. He was talking about the Romans. And that's, that's a very important thing to take note of because the Romans didn't know. He says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Right? The Romans didn't have the Torah. They didn't know about no Messiah. And if they did, they, they it was, you know, vaguely. They didn't st- spend all their time reading in the synagogues, learning about the, the, the Jewish Messiah. They didn't do that. So the Romans were completely ignorant. They didn't know that what they were doing were bad. But, but the Pharisees, however, did. That's why they committed blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. Is because they knew that Jesus was the Christ. And they still said what they said about him. They said, oh, he's operating from demons. Does that make sense? Amen. So I just want to review this real quick. I, I want to show I want to show us this prayer. Um Isaiah 141. You know pe- people have a big problem with this. They think, "Oh, well that's not Christianity. That's not biblical." Psalm 141. Um, Let's look at verse 9. Keep me safe from the traps set by evildoers. From the snares they have laid for me, let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass by in safety. Amen. <clears throat> so, um, you know, some people might be tempted to think, oh, you know, this is just, it's just hate-filled Christianity. Why do you always talk about this? See, it. one of the things that you have to learn is that we're creatures of extremes. And here in the West, what we have, we have swung on the pendulum on on the extreme side of the left right where everything is just this it's almost at the neglect of justice and so because we are in that context it's of necessity that you know we focus on these aspects to come right back to where we need to in the middle where we're keeping the word of god right because because God is not anti-justice God the Bible says he loves justice right so when we pray this we're praying the justice of God and and let us not for a minute think that we are more righteous than God as if the justice of God is harsh Right? Amen. 
No, the Bible says the justice of the Lord is perfect. Right? That all his judgments are right. So our minds have to submit to the word of God. So, and that's where renewal of the mind comes. Where we don't rebel against the word of God because we think it's too hard by our modern day standards. <clears throat> right? Let, let us, let us, I want to look, uh, I want us to look at one other passage, Psalm 109. Psalm 109, verse 1. <clears throat> My God, whom I praise, do not remain silent. For people who are wicked and deceitful have opened their mouths against me. They have spoken against me with lying tongues. With words of hatred, they surround me. They attack me without cause. In return for my friendship, they accuse me. But I am a man of prayer. They repay me evil for good and hatred for my friendship. Appoint someone evil to oppose my enemy. This is David's prayer. Appoint someone evil to oppose my enemy. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is tried, let him be found guilty, and may his prayers condemn him. May his days be few. May another take his place of leadership. And for those of you that say, you know, when I say those of you, I don't mean like those of you specifically, but those of you within Christianity that say, Oh, this isn't biblical. This is too hard. Why? Are, this is Old Testament. Okay. Well, did you know that this is actually a prophecy concerning Judas? And that Peter the Apostle quotes this psalm and acts to, he says, let another take his office. So this is not a prayer to be prayed. Why did they cite it in the book of Acts in the New Testament? Amen. Amen. Do you see that? So 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 the fulfillment of it <clears throat> was in Acts when they had cast lots for math and the lost lots had fallen on Matthias for Matthias to take the office of Judas. Right? But but whatever that fulfillment was certainly not out of step with the spirit of that prayer in Psalm one oh nine. Does that make sense? So that, that means it's not unbiblical to pray this. And, and now, you know, <clears throat> it's just that, you know, we don't, we're unfamiliar with these little gems that are located throughout scripture so that when we see it, it's like, oh, I didn't even know that was there. Right? Or Revelation chapter 6, where the souls of the martyrs are crying out from underneath the altar, saying, How long, O Lord, until you avenge our blood? Why are they praying for why are they praying for God to avenge their blood? How come they didn't just say, Lord, forgive them? Right? So that means that it's not so cookie cutter. That that actually, Lord forgive them may not be the prayer for you to pray. It may be. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not denying that. 
there's a time and a place. But that's the point in fact, that there's a time and place for both. Right? <clears throat> we're we're going to close with reading this uh, uh, verse 5 onward. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on the journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, do not bother me. The door is already locked. My children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity or persistence, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you fathers, <clears throat> if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So as we close... I want us to to understand that that persistence is the key. The Bible is saying that if he doesn't give up to give you anything for friendship, then for your persistence you will be heard. And sometimes, you know, we tap into we we understand God as Father, right? We have that friendship with him, we have that relationship with him. But there are, this is an indication that there are things that God doesn't answer by friendship alone. <clears throat> he answers by persistence. Otherwise, why, 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 you know, God had every intention, Jesus had every intention on putting off the Samaritan woman. Because he didn't come to the Samaritan, he came to the lost house of Israel. And yet, because of her persistence, Right? So no, no, I, I I need I need this. Even the dogs deserve the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Her shameless audacity, right, is what unlocked the blessing for her. Right, uh, Ravenhill said that you know God don't hear prayer; he hears desperate prayer. Now he hears prayer. Don't get me wrong, but hear the spirit of what's behind that. Is there are things that you need to be desperate for. And to persist after God for in order to receive. Does that make sense? Amen. And and so it's not contradictory to the fact that God is willing to give. If you ask, you receive, seek, you find. Even evil fathers know how to give good gifts to their children. And so our father, right, knows how to give good gifts to us as well. So... The fact that it requires persistence is not a contradiction to that. But it, it, it's, it's in harmony, and it may seem at, con, at odds with each other, but it's not, right? So as we close, I want to call us to <clears throat> that, that, I want to call us to that, um, to, to, to persist, Right to not to not give up to not faint, uh, just because you haven't seen um, what you've been asking the Lord just yet, doesn't mean that it's that God isn't that God has uh, doesn't have any intention on bestowing it, right? 
<coughs> so let, let us uh, close in prayer. God, that you would teach us to pray. Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you would enable us to persist, that you would give us the power to persist, Lord. Father, your word says that man ought always to pray and not faint. So, Father, we pray, God, that we would not have a fainting spirit. Your word says that that even young men grow weary and faint and tired, But those who wait upon the Lord, they shall renew strength. So, God, we pray that you would renew our strength, Lord. We pray, God, that you would would aid us, Lord. We pray, Lord, that we would not lose our confidence before you, God. Oh, Lord, we pray, teach us to pray, Lord. We pray that you would grant us, Father, a, a fresh baptism of your spirit, a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost, Lord. Pray that we would not seek down into discouragement. We would not sink down, Lord, into dejection. We would not sink down into depression. Father, we pray that you would grant us open doors, that you would grant us favor, Lord, that you would grant us, Lord, the ability to pray, that you would grant us, Lord, a new strength, that you would grant us a new song, that you would grant us a new hope, O Lord. Hallelujah. Teach us to keep praying. Teach us, O Lord, to keep believing. Teach us, O Lord, to continue to walk by faith and to not walk by sight. In Jesus' name, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, may your peace overshadow us. May your joy overshadow us. May the peace of God rule in our hearts, O Lord. May we not be anxious about anything. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Grant us confidence. Grant us confidence, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we pray that you would destroy the works of the devil, that you would destroy the works of the wicked one, that you would destroy his schemes, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. May it come speedily, Lord. May it come speedily, God. May it come speedily, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray, Lord, that that um that we would not allow our minds to 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 uh, uh, contradict your word. We would not allow our minds to be troubled. We would not allow our hearts to be troubled. Father, we pray that we would continue to pray your word, not pray our opinions, but to pray your word, O Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. May it please you. <clears throat> May it please you, O God. May it please you to hear our cry. May it please you to hear our prayer. May it please you, O Lord, to hear our distress. In Jesus' name, our every groan, bottle our tears. Hallelujah. Deliver us, Lord. Deliver us from evil. In Jesus' mighty name. 
Amen and amen.